with Radio On The Go News, Brian Fincher reporting. A 23-year-old Michigan man was sentenced this week in U.S. federal court in Sioux City for an alleged incident which took place one year ago in the local area. Ahmed Khalif pled guilty in March to being a prohibited person in possession of a firearm. Evidence presented in court showed that on October 19, 2022, during a traffic stop, Khalif possessed a 9mm Taurus pistol and marijuana while being a felon. Prior to the traffic stop, an Iowa State Patrol trooper clocked the vehicle Khalif was uh, driving on Interstate 35 in Franklin County in excess of 100 miles per hour. After the trooper activated his emergency lights, Khalif led the trooper on a high-speed pursuit into Wright County, at times traveling toward oncoming traffic. Ultimately, Khalif intentionally rammed the trooper's vehicle, fled on foot a short distance before being apprehended. The vehicle he was driving came back as stolen out of Massachusetts. Khalif was sentenced to six years in federal prison, but his sentence was reduced by one year and five days due to the time he served on related state convictions. Tuesday, about 4.30 p.m., the Grundy County Sheriff's Department responded to a single-vehicle accident at the intersection of Highway 175 and County Road S75 on the Grundy-Hardin County line. 57-year-old Lori Miller of Union was driving a 1981 Oshkosh 6x6 military surplus vehicle being used as a tanker for the Winton Fire Department. The vehicle was responding to a field fire as part of a mutual aid call with the Eldora Fire Department. The vehicle failed to negotiate a right-hand turn from County Road S75 onto Highway 175 and then rolled over onto its side, coming to rest in the center of 175. Miller was transported to the Grundy County Memorial Hospital with minor injuries. Highway 175 was closed for about two hours while crews cleaned up the scene. Had the tanker removed, the accident remains under investigation. The Governor's Traffic Safety Bureau in Iowa recognizes October as Pedestrian Safety Month. The Franklin County Sheriff's Department is partnering with other local law enforcement on Monday to participate in a multi-jurisdiction project. On this day, law enforcement will be patrolling the streets in Franklin County communities to help remind drivers of the importance of the traffic laws in keeping pedestrians safe. The project will focus on three main issues, impaired driving, speeding, and occupant protection. This project is a reminder for drivers to slow down, keep their eyes on the road, and make sure they are obeying the posted speed limits. Little change in this week's U.S. Drought Monitor Report for Iowa. There was a small drop in the abnormally dry category by almost 1%, while there was a slight increase in the moderate drought category. The report used data collected through Tuesday morning. Drought conditions cover a large part of the Midwest, with an estimated population in drought areas of 2 million 817,724 in Iowa. The fall harvest is nearing completion in Iowa, however. Some soybean and cornfields experienced harvest losses. ISU Extension Outreach Field Agronomist Angie Rekens tells Radio On The Go News that in some soybean fields, the pods were shattering before a combine would enter a field or the pods were shattering at the cutter bar of the combine. A lot of fields that are green with bean seed that fell on the ground and has germinated, and some cornfields too. And not a lot we can do when that crop dries down too fast 
at least the soybeans, that we can mitigate that pod shatter to try and get at them a little bit sooner. But they kind of went from wet to dry, like literally overnight, most people will tell you. We went from green stems, which was hard to combine, but dry pods and beans, and that made for some harvest losses. Rekin says area producers are making bales out of corn and soybean stover, but there will be a loss of important materials in the process. Give some thought to how many nutrients, in particular I'm talking about phosphorus and potassium, were removed. How do we replace those nutrients with fertilizer or manure sources so we can optimize our soil test levels for next year to optimize our crop production? We sometimes forget we do remove a lot of potassium in corn stock bales, but we remove a lot more potassium if we're baling up soybean stubble. Rekin says corn yields in her territory have been averaging 210 to 220 bushels an acre. Soybeans have been averaging about 62 bushels an acre. The Butler County Board of Supervisors this week reviewed and approved the County Weed Commissioner's annual report as presented by County Conservation Director Matt Morris. Only four complaints were received in the past year. In other business, the Butler County Board of Supervisors reappointed Calvin Steer as the County Weed Commissioner for another year. Today, the Hampton City Council will hear from Franklin County Board of Supervisors Chairman Chris Van Ness. Van Ness will represent the board in regards to funding for the Hampton Public Library. In other business, the Hampton City Council will consider pay request number two from Heartland Asphalt Incorporated for the 2023-24 Street Rehabilitation Program and we'll set the date and time for a hearing regarding the updated comprehensive plan. The Hampton City Council meets uh, today at 6 p.m. at City Hall. The head of the Iowa Office of Drug Control Policy, Susie Schur, is encouraging everyone to take part in the National Prescription Drug Take Back Day this Saturday. It's safe, it's free, it's anonymous, and it serves as a reminder uh, to people to clean out their medicine cabinet and get rid of any unused medication that they might have. She says it also ensures the medications are properly removed. We know that sometimes those medications can fall into the hands of people that might accidentally or intentionally misuse them. And so this is a a great way for everyone to contribute to preventing that from happening. There are national take-back days every year in the spring and fall. She says the results here show the events are successful. In April alone, Uh, Over 3,800 pounds of old medication was turned in just here in Iowa. And so far in all of the take-back days, there's been over 98 tons of unused medication um, turned in just in Iowa. There is a website where you can find a place to take your unneeded prescription drugs. You can go to deatakeback.com and there you can um, put in your zip code. You can look for a location near you and uh, find a place where you can take your medications back on Saturday. There are also some 400 permanent drop-off areas across the state. The National Take-Back Day of Saturday runs from 10 a.m. until 2 p.m. Iowa Governor Kim Reynolds recently announced new grant awards for Iowa's community colleges that will help expand the use of modernized infrastructure needed for programs to help individuals obtain a commercial driver's license or CDL. The new grants come as part of the state's collective effort over the past two years to expand training opportunities and widen pathways to Iowa's high-demand jobs. The Iowa CDL Infrastructure Grant Program 
is awarding over $4.8 million to 10 of Iowa's community colleges, which will support new equipment and the creation and remodeling of driver training facilities. These new investments, these programs will be able to support an estimated total increase of 1,305 program uh, participants in their annual class size. Hawkeye Community College will receive $1 million. Hawkeye's coverage area includes parts of Butler, Floyd, and Grundy counties. The Iowa Valley Community College District will receive $68,840. IVCCD's coverage area includes parts of Franklin, Hardin, and Grundy counties. And this week, the Governor's Traffic Safety Bureau announced $11 million in federal grant funds will be distributed statewide from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration for the 2024 federal fiscal year. Money will be distributed to law enforcement partners for equipment, education, and enforcement projects. The Governor's Traffic Safety Bureau has the mission to reduce a death and injury on Iowa's roadways. The GTSB is also distributing funds to support non-law enforcement traffic safety initiatives. New partnerships include the Iowa Bicycle Coalition and Mothers Against Drunk Driving. For Radio On The Go News, Brian Fincher reporting.